Certainly there is no other image or icon that is as evocative of the festival that we celebrate today, Christmas, than the crash or the manger scene. A very beautiful one in the front of the church today. Throughout churches, Christian churches throughout the world, we see it, we see it in homes and in other places. This image of Jesus in a manger, surrounded by Mary and Joseph. Often there is an angel, a star, the shepherds with the sheep and the animals, three wise men, all provoking our minds to spend time meditating on this great mystery. But recently I was talking to a wise friend of mine about Christmas. The topic of these crushes came up. My friend made me think about something very unique. Not so much what we see there in these nativity scenes, but who is missing? Figures from Scripture, figures from the Gospel, who arguably should be there, worshiping the Christ child, bringing him gifts, part of this scene, but yet are not. And so that's what I want to do tonight, talk about a few of these scriptural characters who arguably should be in the nativity scene or not, and also to show maybe how they might relate to our own lives. The first is one that, that sort of may come to be a shock. The figure that really ought to be there is King Herod. King Herod was a Jew. He was the leader in that area. He was waiting for the birth of Messiah. And in fact, he knew the prophecies. He was aware that the Messiah was going to be born. He should have been the first to go there to worship. But because he was fearful that this new king to be born would restrict his freedom, would limit his autonomy as king, would say there are certain things you cannot do because I'm above you. He chose to hunt him down and tried to kill him. And so this attitude of fear when it comes to having our freedom restricted is something that we can look at quite possibly in our own lives. Is that we... Don't want to have to answer to other people. We like to be in charge and we realize sometimes that Christ and his teachings will get in the way of our own freedom. Will sometimes inconvenience us, telling us, no, you can't act in that way. And so as a result, we resist showing up at the crash. We avoid being present at the manger, unlike St. Joseph. St. Joseph, who, of course, was espoused to Mary, the angel appeared saying, please take Mary as your wife. But after the child was born, the angel again appeared and said, Joseph, your freedom is going to be limited here. I need you to go to Egypt. Joseph probably wanted to do something else, right? his own idea, his own plans, 
But because his obedience to the angel and the plan of God, unlike Herod, he allowed his freedom to be limited. He was obedient to another. He gave up that autonomy, unlike Herod. The second figure that I think we could argue should be at the nativity is the innkeeper. We all know the story. Joseph and Mary are looking for a place and they go to the inn, but there was no room at the inn. And so instead, they had to go to the stables with the animals in order for Our Lady to give birth. So here's the innkeeper with his inn, too filled with other things that were more important to Jesus. Potentially other guests, maybe some rooms were taken up with material possessions, but these other things and people were a priority. And they crowded Jesus out of the inn. They made it so that the Holy Family could not enter. And he wouldn't even make space. He sent them elsewhere. And we can be like that too. So many things in our lives. It could be our material possessions, our wealth, our work. It could be school. It could be family. It could be entertainment. It doesn't matter what it is. We realize that we're guilty of it too, myself included. There's no room for Christ in the end of our lives because it's too crowded. We send him somewhere else so we can focus on what we deem to be the priority. So compare this figure, the innkeeper, to the shepherds. The shepherds didn't have an inn to be filled with stuff. Their lives, their home, were the fields, wide open, open to be able to receive the Lord and his grace. They weren't confined. They couldn't say that we have these possessions because in order to be a shepherd, you had to be free to travel, to be able to go with the sheep. And so it was for them very easy to be there, to make room for Jesus. And third and finally, and sort of expanding this idea of figures who ought to have been there in the nativity scene, with Jesus on Christmas Day, I think we can argue that all of Judea, all of the believing Jews, the people of the covenant who surrounded that area should have been there. They knew the prophecies. They could see the star in the sky. They were waiting for the Messiah. So why weren't they there? Why weren't they there worshiping the Lord? Probably because they weren't paying attention were so caught up in other things, they were so distracted in their daily lives, they couldn't look up to see the scar. They couldn't put the pieces together to know that the Son of Man was going to be born at Bethlehem. Not out of any hatred for their faith, they were believers. Because they got caught up in all of the distractions. And we are guilty of that too. So caught up with our lives, so caught up with the distractions, so caught up with this or that, that our minds and hearts are not focused on Christ and on spiritual realities. And so as a result, we don't show up. We forget. We don't even realize that the Lord is born for us. Compare this figure to the wise men, even though they're not Jews and they live hundreds of miles away from a completely different culture. They see the star. They know the prophecies, 
They understand what it means and they take that long journey to go and be present with the Christ child. And so I think we can look at these figures. I'm sure others that we can maybe glean from Scripture that ought to be there and relay it to our own lives. We're all guilty of it. The ways that we should show up, the excuses that we make. But I think if we're really going to be honest, there's another reason, a more primary reason, why we do not show up at the manger. That even though he would have been a kid, St. Peter at the time would have been a child, it's the same reason that St. Peter, after denying Jesus three times, hits the road, goes to hide from the Lord and the other disciples because of his shame. And this is something that I see in my life and I really see in the lives of penitents and people. So many people experience that shame and that guilt for their sin. Sin they're living in now or sin maybe that comes from the past that they are too fearful to face Jesus. Many of them the shame for who they are because of maybe abuse or neglect that they had to endure as a child. Rejection that they possibly experienced when they were younger. People who were supposed to love them did not love them. And as a result, their lives are taken up with shame. And so instead of running to the Lord, they hide because of that shame. They do not show up on Christmas to worship Christ. We stay away like Adam and Eve in the story of the Garden of Eden, covering themselves as a result of shame and hiding from God. But there's really no reason for this, and Christmas reminds us of it, particularly this last point, that we do not need to allow the shame we experience for our own sin, for the things that have been done to us, because Jesus comes as a child. Not as a judge, not as someone to point the finger and say you should be ashamed. He comes as a child. This is the brilliance of the Lord's plan. A child is someone who sits there and remains and waits for you to pick him up. And it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how bad you think you are. The child's not going to be discriminated. Unless the child maybe is hungry, then he might be discriminating. But in general, he's not. He lets people pick him up. He gives love in the same way, and he receives love. As we get older, we refuse to do that. We put up our boundaries. We put up our walls. And so even the worst person, the person most filled with shame, can hold the Christ child and God willing... That shame would melt away as we receive his love. And so this is the, Christian, the Christmas invitation that I put to everyone here, myself included. Whatever it is that stops us from going to the manger, whatever character that should have been there that wasn't, that we may identify with, whatever shame we have, whatever excuses, whatever attachments, Take it all and give it to the Lord and put it there at the crash. Not just gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but those things that we don't want, give them to the Lord. 
And as a result of opening our hands, allow ourselves to receive the Christ child. Give him our love and allow him to love others. And that way we can get to the heart of the season. Not be absent from this great mystery, but present there with Mary and Joseph, adoring and receiving the love and grace from Christ, God made man. Amen.